Hey there, Recover Girl. My name is Victoria Ray, and you've just tuned in to your little dose of hope, connection, and encouragement wherever you are on your journey of recovery. Because the reality is that we're all in recovery from something, and we all need someone to walk beside us as we do the hard work and really ask ourselves, what's my makeup? There was a time in my life that I lived in a closet. And no, not the closet that's being talked about during Pride Month. I mean, a literal closet. I wish I had a good excuse like I was trapped in there or that I'm actually a wizard whose aunt and uncle are jerks. But I don't. The truth is that when I was 15 years old, I was incredibly depressed, being bullied at school, which I inevitably stopped going to, and found it easier to isolate myself, binge eating and playing Pokemon Platinum version in a small dark space then faced the world that I felt had turned its back on me. Now I realized that most people would be ashamed to announce this to the rest of the world. And to be totally honest, I'm still cringing a little bit when I'm thinking about and talking about that time in my life. But eh, if this helps someone, then bring it on. And had I stayed there and never emerged from that closet, this would be a very different podcast. But I did make it out and I have my family and friends to thank. But I especially need to give credit where it's due, and that's to my best friend, Claire. Now, just a little bit about Claire. Claire is a real adult, and she's been the grown-up in our relationship ever since I can remember. She has a well-paying job, is responsible, engaged to a great guy, and is strong and smart and brave. But more importantly, Claire is kind. So, so kind. Having undergone handfuls of hard experiences and unfair treatment, she's told me that she holds on to those experiences so that she never treats anyone the same way that she was treated. She is a recover girl if I've ever seen one. And when I was 15, Claire was my best friend. She was the only one outside of my mom and little sister to brave visiting me in my dark little closet. She stood up for me and stuck beside me when that wasn't the popular or easy thing to do at our all-girls private Catholic high school. But she also wasn't afraid to tell me the truth and say it like it is. And for that, I am eternally grateful. I can remember that day like it was yesterday. I was freshly showered because my four-year-old sister had told me the night before that I smelled like a trash can, so I'd emerged from the pit. Claire had come over to bring me my homework. We walked around my front yard and we talked. At that time, the word around school is that a group of girls thought I should just die. And that day, I agreed with them. I'm so chubby and gross and stupid and just live here in this stupid closet and can't even go to school and everybody hates me and I'm so sad all the time and they are right. I imagine this wasn't the first time Claire had heard this out of me and I can still see her face when she looked up at me and said, probably a little bit out of frustration. Then do something about it. You might be wondering, is that it? That's the best advice you ever got? Do something about it? I know that it sounds so simple, and it is, but for me, it was revolutionary. It was like a light bulb went off inside of my head. Wait a second. Maybe I do have some power here. Maybe there is something I can do. If things are going to change, then they have to start with me. And so I started walking. Well, crawling, really. That's even one of the lyrics in my songs that I released when I was younger. If you choose life, 
you might as well start crawling. Sung in a country accent, of course. At that time in my life, I was literally making the choice between life and death to stay inside of my prison or to start moving forward. So I did something about it. And when I say crawling, guys, I mean crawling. Taking showers and brushing my teeth were hard. I didn't want to, but I would hear those words over and over in my head like a bad pop song that you only know one line to. Then do something about it. Then do something about it. That April, my little brother was born. I would emerge from my closet to hold him and love him. By getting out of myself and choosing to love, I found that I was able to do something about my situation. I also later went to treatment for my eating disorder and stumbled my way through a healing process that unveiled a strength inside of myself I never knew I had. My mom and my friend Claire held my hand the whole way. But there's something important to note here. Doing something about it didn't mean that I willed my way out of depression. It didn't mean that the girls stopped being mean to me. It didn't mean that I sought revenge on them and came out on top. It didn't remove the closet from my room, food from my house, or the temptation to escape. It didn't mean that everything was uphill and that I would never struggle again in my life. It didn't mean that I was cured instantly. It didn't mean I was done growing. Doing something about it meant taking one step, one tiny baby crawl step at a time. It was the bravery to say, I'm hurting, but I'm not going to let that hurt dictate my life anymore. I'm going to do something about it. Today, wherever you are, whatever area you're struggling with or trying to grow in, whatever might be trying to take you out or defeat you, where can you let Claire's words ring out true in your life? Are you going to lie there? Or are you going to choose life and start crawling? You can do something about it. For more of the Recover Girl podcast, you can go to www.recovergirlpodcast.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at recovergirlpod. And as always, like, subscribe, share, you know the deal. All right, Recover Girl, I'll see you again. And don't forget, you got this.